36 on the highway, you'll be confident and in control with very roomy cabin and large trunk. Priced at $25,895. The new Chevy Malibu RS. Commence it today at Hammer Chevrolet, 107 East Alger, online, hammerchevy.com. Wyoming Corporate Office is located at 30 North Gould Street in Sheridan, and they provide a myriad of services. What is a registered agent, you may ask? The real question is, what aren't they? Wyoming Corporate Office can assist you in forming your LLC or Wyoming-based corporation, provide mail forwarding service, and accept legal and financial documents, and so much more. Learn more today by visiting wyomingcorporateoffice.com. Are you retiring, leaving your job, or considering a career change? If so, you may find yourself with a sizable sum of money saved in your retirement plan. Because this money could play such an important role in your future, it's important to know your options. Let me help sort out your options so you can make the right choice for you. Call me today, Patrick Johnson at Stiefel, 672-3434. Stiefel Investments, member SIPC and NYSE. ShiptonsBigR.com, Cyber Monday Savings. It is Cyber Monday, and at ShiptonsBigR.com, we have a great deal for you. Today only, online only, purchase a $100 gift card and get a $25 gift card free. Give the $100 gift card to someone for the holidays so they can pick out something they really like from Shipton's Big R. Boots that fit, a shirt with buttons instead of snaps, the right caliber firearm, a cozy and warm pet bed for the four-legged family member, and nobody but Santa knows their kids like Shipton's Big R when it comes to toys. Today only, online only. Purchase a $100 gift card and you'll get a $25 gift card free exclusively at ShiptonsBigR.com. You might want to consider rewarding yourself with that extra $25 card. Shipton's Big R, your family-friendly company, branded with quality. Shipton's Big R. Sheridan Media wants to thank each of you who opened your hearts again this year during the 25th annual Christmas Wish Campaign. We continue working very hard to help our neighbors and friends struggling to make ends meet due to an accident, sudden unemployment, or illness this holiday season. Many wishes have been submitted, and we are in the process of granting as many as we can, but we can always use your help. If you are interested in helping with the 2022 Christmas Wish Campaign, the best way at this point is with a cash donation. Our committee uses all cash donations as necessary to provide a exactly what they find is the need for each individual wish. If you would like to help, we've made it easy. You can donate online at SheridanMedia.com, mail your donations to Sheridan Media, P.O. Box 5086, Sheridan, Wyoming, 82801, or bring it by our office at 1716 Crow Lane during business hours. Our partners for this year's Christmas Wish Campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, A-Line Roofing and Exteriors, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Adele Construction. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whiting. Good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, be careful if you're hitting the interstate this morning. It's not terrible headed east, but it's not great, so leave with some time to spare. I don't know what it's like heading north, but uh, also make sure that you're you're giving yourself plenty of time. Now, in the studio with me this morning is the new executive director of the museum at the Bighorns. 
Daniel Stuckle. Did I say that correctly? Yes. All right. And board member Becky Spees. Now, uh, Becky, welcome back to the show. And Danny, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Now, uh, Danny, how and where did you grow up? I'm from North Dakota. I lived there most of my life, North Dakota and Minnesota, and uh, grew up on a farm about 20 miles from the big town and really enjoyed being close to a lot of relatives and history of my local community. So really just grew up immersed in history. And when I went off to college, eventually I studied history. Oh, really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Uh, if, if I didn't go into journalism, you know, I, I touched on biology, but it was really history that kept me coming back. You know, the history of biology, the history of the scientists who discovered certain things. Um, my father was a big history buff. So growing up, that was, it was constant, you know, you, I've, I've spoke about it on the show plenty of time. You don't read without learning something. You know, there's, <laughs> he was always asking, you know, well, what's that book doing? What's it, what's it doing for you? You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, most of the time it was, as long as it was history, he was completely good with it. <laughs> now, uh, what inspired you, uh, to apply for this director's position? Where, where were you at when, when this came down the pike? For the last, um, little more than a decade, I was working at the state historical society of North Dakota I was located in Bismarck, where our headquarters were, and I had been looking for a new opportunity for a little while, but I really wanted to stay um, west of the Mississippi, preferably west of the Missouri if I could, uh, somewhere maybe in the Pacific Northwest or the Rocky Mountains, and I spent a lot of time in Wyoming. Growing up, we always went to Yellowstone, and Mm -hmm. um, I just really liked the area. It's really beautiful here and still close enough to my family that I can go home and visit for a long holiday, but yeah, nice to get out and have a, some new adventures too. And no change in the weather. <laughs> no, not much, <laughs> You're used no. to the weather outside, <laughs> aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> the blowing snow is something you know well. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> now, uh, let's see. So you are a history buff. Yeah. Um, do you, do you like the old artifacts? Uh, is that something that you were uh, trained in dealing yeah, with things yep. like that? A lot of the focus of my work has been telling stories about objects. Everything has a history, um, even things that, that people don't think about. If you listen to podcasts or anything, there's some really good history podcasts out there mm-hmm. and some really good ones that focus on just it feels like really mundane history. There was one I was listening to about the history of straws because straws were a big thing in the news for a while. So somebody did a podcast about the history of straws, which is actually really interesting and a really good example of, you know, they have evidence of thousands of years ago what people were using for straws and found archaeological evidence of some of this stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, there is a really interesting history about how people have made them over the years different, you know, when they started first started using paper straws more than 100 years ago, I think at one of the world's fairs. So there's once you really start digging into one object, you can really go down a rabbit hole of all of these other things that it connects to in history and change in technology and change in our culture. And um, I just really like that aspect of history and being object focused. Now, Danny, correct me if I'm wrong, but reads were used to get under the mash 
of fermenting grain to get to the alcohol underneath. Mm. Oh. And did they mention any of that? Because there's an ancient Sumerian tablet that actually shows the community coming together around a large vat and everybody got their reeds and you got to get, and you used it to get underneath there to get to the, well, essentially the world's first beer yeah. underneath the grain as it was fermenting. Did you, did that podcast explore that? I don't remember if they talked about that or not, but there's a, just another example of all of the, once you start digging these things up, all the little different tendrils and roots you can follow to find out more stuff oh yeah i I like that and it's amazing how like the reasons society was even formed uh Mm -hmm. you know the uh, theories that are out there and beer is one of them beer is one of the theories where it's we all came together in the tribe around the big vat to drink a little bit of beer and uh, that's why agriculture and everything else took off. So in our exhibit about straws, I think we need some type of beer event there, right? Absolutely. <laughs> there <we go>. Absolutely. <laughs> Credit where credit's due, right? The foundation of our society. <laughs> it's amazing, though. Some of the, We were talking about rabbit holes before the show. That's one of those rabbit holes you can really get down, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, a straw. Something as simple as a straw yeah. can be so fascinating. Yeah, right? yep. And once you really get to looking into it, yeah, it could have been a cornerstone of all of civilization, yeah. and you never know it. Now, what was your first objective when you started at the museum? What what did you want to get done first, really? Well, I am very, very new. I've been here just slightly over a month. Uh, I started October 13th. Mm-hmm. So one of the things to start with is just to get to know people. Uh, I know a lot about the museum side of doing business, but I don't know a lot about how our particular community um, is different or similar to other communities and how people here, um, you know, all, all of the, what are the events that occur throughout the calendar year? Who are people who are um, influential that we need to bring into our museum circle? Who are people who get overlooked that we should be bringing into our museum circle? Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot to get to know about the community, and that's where I look to our board members and staff to help me figure out. I know the museum side of things. I can bring that to what we're doing, but I need everybody else to help us understand how we, what our role in the community is, how we can, how we can play a bigger part in the community, and just um touch base with more people yeah yeah she's been so good too let me just kind of jump in there she you know we have a few new board members this within the last month or so and so she's kind of you know come in and getting to know everybody uh in on our board and she's been so good about meeting with us and getting to know us and i think that's so important you know just those connections and and the more uh we can work together and and you know reach our community find out what do they what do they want to see you know what with her expertise you know what can we what can we bring for you, you know? oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's so important but she's she's so good and yeah. and you know i don't I, <laughs> yes. I don't want to speak at a turn here but uh, i interview a lot of executive directors mm-hmm. of nonprofits and organizations and the one thing that i have noticed it is those connections mm-hmm. you it's know important. those partnerships that are formed Mm-hmm. where you can literally watch somebody brand new come into a community mm-hmm. and within a couple months time boom i got friends all over town because i get involved here i do that over here and then we form those partnerships and all of a sudden yes. there's an event yeah exactly. you yeah. know yeah. 
And those events uh, bring in donations for everybody. Yes. And, and, you know, with something like the museum, you know, you, you're not just preserving and telling our past, mm-hmm. but really you're helping to form the future as well when the kids come through and they start looking at where do I come from? Yeah. You know, and it's just fascinating to watch those little eyes light up. Hitting all those age groups, you know, within our community, you know, everything from kids to teens to adults, you know, to our elder, elderly people, just kind of what, what, you know, what can we do and who can we connect with the the other groups within our town, within our area that we can work with and we yeah. look forward to that as well. Collaborations. Yeah. And, and so a important. lot of great programs up at the museum that help to do that. Yeah. Uh, museum after dark, oh, you know, it's kind of an older generation type yeah, of, uh, sure. of a program, yes. but uh, you get a lot of participation in those mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Uh, which is absolutely great because you, you put it on, but you can also learn, you know, yes. Oh, someone in the back's got something to say and mm-hmm. they stand up oh, and yeah. teach you something completely different. And yeah. they're from here, you know, just to yeah. hear your experience, you know, what was that, you know, with that spe- specific thing, you know, what, you know, what memories do you have? I mean, just so, you know, interesting oh. and, and it just rich in our culture here, you know, it's exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you learn like those little stories in history that make history human. Um, I, I interviewed a woman who could remember she was, she was elderly, a mm-hmm. senior, yeah. uh, but she was a little girl when Buffalo had its train, uh, Duffy's bluff. Love that. And she told me a story. She, her and her brother would sit on the fence and watch that train come in. And then he had a little bucket and he would walk the rail and gather coal and sell it back Oh. To the railroad. Oh, I like that. Oh. That's a good story. And so that's, that's so they always had change for candy and stuff yeah. like that at the general store. That's human history. It's so yeah. good. And then for the kids now to hear that. They, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. they can't fathom that. You did what? You know, and that was just, you know, that's work, you know, but, yeah, that, right. but it was fun. But it was also, yeah. And, and it was exciting to them, you know, something so major like a train to come by. and But yet you're gaining something off of it. You're, you know, you're enjoying it. You're little enjoying entrepreneur. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good, good. yeah, it's good. It's I good. mean, it's it's amazing when you when you hear those types of stories, and like I said, it just makes history human, you oh, know, yeah. and and kind of grounds you in all of that. Mm-hmm. Now, what has been? And you've only been there for a little bit of time, but what's been the greatest challenge so far? Uh well, one of the things that we struggle with is that we're a small operation, and we have really big plans of doing so much more. So just getting um, some volunteers would be really helpful, helping us to scale up some of our programming. We we have two staff people, myself and a collections manager. And so we, we have a lot that we would like to do that we need volunteers um, from the community to get involved and, and help us with some of these things so that we can deliver some really engaging programming and exhibits and and just make sure that we're maintaining, managing our collections properly. There's a, a lot of work involved behind the scenes that people don't usually see. All yeah. of the paperwork that's involved. We try really hard to collect stories for the objects that come in. And that just takes a lot of time. And there's we're stretched thin. So that's one of the biggest challenges is just trying to figure out where our priorities are. And what things really need to be done this year? How are we achieving the goals that the board has set for our organization? And and how can we um, 
not drop any of those balls that are still important, even if they're not a priority. Yeah. Yeah, it's a juggling, isn't yeah. it? I mean, that's yep. really an executive director's job yeah. really? yep. to do a little bit of juggling. Yeah, there's all these things that are still important to do. How do we not forget about those? How do we not lose sight of those things also? Absolutely. And I'm glad you, you brought up, you know, the story behind the object. Because let's take a button, for instance. It's something that has, you know, kind of lasted throughout time. Buttons, they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. You could either have, oh, well, this button's from 1810. Okay, well, that's cool. It's an old button. But then link that to a, a story. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. you have an object. Yeah. That's you know, where you that's... connect with people. That's where you get people to really care about the work that we're doing. Um, having having a bunch of stuff can be nice to have. You can always use things for research. But to have those stories where you can connect with people and have, you know, like Becky was saying, yeah. have some little kid come in yeah. and understand, oh, this is what grandma experienced when yes. she was oh, my age. Yeah. That's where we really get people's hearts. And, and we were and, saying that even with, you know, when people want to donate items, you know, you want it to be something that links to something in this area, something of interest. You know, where did that come from? Can you give us a story behind that? Because... Boy, that adds to... Oh, yeah. Makes it... Nice. It brings down that human And aspect, we want that. It? Yeah, we want that. Right. Everybody's got a different take. CNB Operations, Buckaroo Blades, and Sheridan Media are giving you the chance to show the world what you want to brag about in the Bragging Rights Photo Contest on Sheridan Media's contest page. You could win a $300 bone-handled hunting knife and sheath and be part of supporting Wyoming Outdoors because CNB Operations, your local John Deere dealer on Heartland Drive, will be donating $1,000 to the Wyoming Outdoors Federation to help make sure we keep our Wyoming Outdoors what it's always been. Hey, and this is cool, too. Just by stopping in to CNB and dropping an entry into the box in the new Ranch and Home and Hardware Supply Store, you could win an amazing prize package, including a new chainsaw. So go to the SheridanMedia.com contest page, click on Bragging Rights, and upload your photo of anything hunting, fishing, camping, or hiking in Wyoming's great outdoors. And you could be the big winner of a $300 hunting knife from Buckaroo Blades. You know, the pioneers crossed the vast wilderness in covered wagons, yet today a lot of their offspring actually have to set alarms to remind them when to drink water. If you're needing water, all you have to do is call 307 Wildcat Well Service, a local company that specializes in locating water, drilling and pumps, even solar-powered water wells. So for water wells and all that goes with them, look for 307 Wildcat Well Service in the Country Bounty, and you too will have cool, clean water. Water. Once a Packer fan, always a Packer fan. It's canned Ice Ice Baby here, VIP with Sheridan Honda and Power Sports and First Northern Bank Pro Football Pick'em. Did you hear what happened this week? Let's recap. T, 84 points. Yeah, you know, spinning the wheels. You're letting your cat pick, aren't you? No, I don't have a cat. (laughs) You should. You You should should get one, huh? Minnesota hosts the Dallas Cowboys. Magic. I'm going to be at this game. Cool. So I am going to pick Dallas. She's picking Dallas. <laughs> going to wear a uniform in? Absolutely. <laughs> You're going to be in Minnesota. I, I like don't care. You said wear your colors. You said right. uniform. You probably meant jersey, but I like well, the idea. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Melanie, suit up. <laughs> You can join us. Make your picks. You'll have the chance to win a prize valued at $100 if you have the high score for the week. Make your picks on the Pro Football Pick'em Contest page on sharedmedia.com. Oh, and tune in every Wednesday morning at 740 to KROE 103.9.
Good morning. Welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. This morning, I'm joined by Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce Program Development Director, Teresa Dettymore, and Christmas Stroll Planning Committee Chairperson, Robbie Smith. Now, Robbie, we talked a little bit about why you joined the Christmas Stroll Planning Committee. Now, let's talk about how all this work gets planned. Uh, When does the chamber start uh, planning? When does the committee all sit down together and say, this is the theme for the year, this is what we're going to do? Well, the first thing we do is have a meeting early on, um, usually in January, to say, okay, what went really well and what went wrong? What do we need to change? Um, And over the years, we've developed different parts of Stroll, like Get Caught Shopping, was not part of the original, but it's something that we tried one year and it was so popular. We've done it every year since. And I don't remember how long we've been doing get caught shopping now. I think about five years. Okay. But I'll bet that really attracts people downtown, doesn't it? It does. It's a fun thing as a store owner, when someone got caught shopping and won money in my store, you know, it's very exciting and they're happy and, you know, who doesn't love some free money? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I think that's something we can all get behind. Now, uh, it, how big is the committee that sits down and plans this every year? Uh, eight people, probably. Eight, yeah, probably. Eight yeah. folks? I mean, that's, eight, that's eight quite a few. Eight to ten. And who Depending. usually makes that committee up? We have, it's a variety. We have some store owners. We have um, some local media on there. We have... Um, Fire department and police are brought in to, you know, see if they have any concerns or about things or to help because it's a big thing for them to schedule, you know, street closures and Mm -hmm. officers and fire department and they do some a little bit of decorating and help us out. And so it's and plus because of the um, roasting the marshmallows. Fire departments involved for public safety and Absolutely. things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I could see that, you know, and, and these this is why there's a committee. I would have never thought we got open flame. We might want to involve right. <laughs> those who know how to deal right. with an open flame. Now, how are the themes chosen? Uh, are a bunch of ideas usually taken in and then everybody votes, or how do we do that? Yeah, everybody throws out their ideas. We, these people at the chamber are so organized. They um, kind of keep track of these are themes we've thrown out before and not chosen. And, you know, here's the list of all the themes we've had every year. And um, I, I don't know that anybody throws out anything new they can think of. And then we take votes and. And go from there. Yeah. Now, what's been your favorite theme? in all the years that you've participated? You know, I don't know if I have a favorite theme because they're all fun. And it's interesting as a business owner, it's interesting. You like to know kind of ahead of time so that you can plan out your window decoration. How long did it usually take you and your team to get the window all all planned out and set up? Well, the planning starts earlier and you know you it has to be done by stroll day but you know it's not like we want to start november 1st 
decorating our window for Christmas. So it's kind <laughs> yeah. of a big push right at the end. We had a whole show on is uh, is Christmas sneaking into our lives too soon? <laughs> right. Um, now, Teresa, have you had a, a, a favorite theme that's come by? I don't know if I could pick one. We've had so many fun ones, and it's neat to see what people come up with with windows. And the kids' designs are really fun. Yeah. To see yeah. when you throw out something, what they come back with. Is it is it the committee that sits down and uh, kind of decides which design for the button will be will be chosen for the year? Oh yes, Teresa sends us. Um, she sends us the designs without any information of the child's name or age or anything else, and. There's a bunch of them, mm-hmm. and she'll start out, okay, here's all the designs, and then at some point we start saying, okay, pick your top, what do you do first? Three. The top, top three. three yeah. and, and it's hard because oh, there's so many good difficult. ones. There are so many good ones. Yeah, uh, yeah I, can't, I can't even imagine having to sit there and decide one out of all the great designs that probably come your way. Now – what 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 about a Dickens theme Christmas? Uh, that's kind of the classic right? Christmas that people think about, right? The old yes. top hats, Victorian styles, yeah. and uh, I imagine outfits for that would be a little a little expensive, but that would be a good theme. What yeah. do you think, Teresa? I think that would be fun. There we go. I'm throwing I'm throwing that in the there hat. There you go. We'll, we'll have to list. we'll add it to the list. Uh, Dickens yeah. uh, Dickens theme Christmas. I think it'll work. Tell me about chamber bucks and how that works. Yes, so chamber bucks are checks that you can come get from the chamber and you can give them out for Christmas bonuses to your employees. You can give them as Christmas presents um, and they're used at almost every business throughout town that's a chamber member. There's a few that got some new operating systems that can't take them anymore, but very small list. Um, We had, actually, I, I got a good tip for you, Floyd. We had a business owner come in and she buys chamber bucks from us every year because when she was shopping for her husband, he would see which store she'd gone to on there because she was using her debit card. Uh, and he could very easily figure out what he was getting. So she started coming in and buying chamber bucks. And she goes, now he doesn't know. All he knows is I spent, you know, 100 bucks or whatever at the chamber. <laughs> he has no idea where I went. That's <laughs> ingenious. That's what we thought. Uh, uh, yeah, because every once in a while. Hey, hey! You went to uh, this outdoor store here. You don't yep. shop outdoors. I better go in there and see what she got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's kind of cheating there, <laughs> but it's good to know that there's a way around. Now, what has proven to be the greatest challenge this year uh, that you can think of to get everything developed and organized and put together? I wouldn't necessarily say a challenge. Um, Stroll is such a fun event. It's hard. You know, there's always solutions if we come up against something. You know, it's just the coordination, trying to figure out working with the city. Because I will give them a shout out. The city hangs all of those Christmas decorations downtown. Oh, yeah. And oh, it's yeah. huge. Those guys are amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it really transforms the downtown, too. It does, yep. Uh, and the fire department does all that big tree on the corner of Coffeen and Main there. They did it this past Sunday. So, and it's a lot. And it's pain. But they, they do it for us, so... Yeah, they do a great job. Each stroll kind of has this series of events that goes on in it. What is your favorite event of stroll day? It's a big question. Do you like jumping? Do you like the rides? Do you like the the marshmallow roast? Maybe you still enjoy seeing Santa. Um, 
I well the I like the as we started in COVID the all day as a business mm-hmm. owner I like that we were busy all day long. Yeah. And I think that people like that because maybe they want to come shop in the morning and then they want to come back in the evening and just enjoy the festivities. The most magical part I think is the evening. When the streets shut down, the, you know, and it's dark out and the lights and and I think that's the most magical part of it, but I I like the all day. Yeah. Yeah, I could see how that would really benefit cuz a mom could go shopping, get everything taken care of, and then grab the kids and go down and enjoy it without having to, don't look in the bag, Jimmy, you know, that kind of situation. (laughs) Teresa, what about you? Is there a favorite event that takes place? I wouldn't say a favorite, but Santa pictures are fun. We just stop in there and watch the kids and some of the things that they ask for. It's pretty funny. (laughs) And watching those little eyes light up when they see the old boy. Uh, Yep. Man. That's that for me. It's probably be my my favorite. All right. Uh, One more time. When will this begin and how long will it run? So it'll be the day after Thanksgiving, November 25th, and it'll be 8 a.m. to about 8 p.m. And then you can check your stroll button numbers all the way through till Christmas Eve. Keep wearing your button if you want to get caught shopping. People sometimes take them off, think that's not a piece of it, but you have to have it on. Otherwise, they don't know who to catch. So make sure you got that button on, folks. You could get caught shopping by an elf and you could win some prizes that might take care of some shopping for you Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) all right teresa robbie thank you both so much for coming in today i greatly appreciate it and have a great stroll (laughs) thanks all right when we come back we're talk with sage community arts this is public pulse on 930 kroe and 103.9 fm share it in and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at canefuneral.com. You grunt and groan every time you stand, bend, or reach. Aching bones and aching joints, they're not just painful, they're noisy. But seriously, for some, aching joints are debilitating. The specialists at Sheridan Ortho work tirelessly to end your aches and pains. From advanced hand and upper extremity surgery to computer-navigated spine surgery to complex sports medicine like hip arthroscopy, you're in good hands. Sheridan Orthopedics, serving Sheridan and the surrounding areas for over 50 years. Visit SheridanOrtho.com. Same-day appointments may be available. What would Christmas be without tradition, without the comfort of home, the joy of family, and the smiles of children? Sheridan Media welcomes you to open your heart this year during the 25th Annual Christmas Wish Campaign. Due to temporary circumstances beyond their control, some families, friends, and neighbors will struggle to make ends meet, let alone have a Merry Christmas. It is tradition for the Christmas Wish Campaign to bring the spirit of the holidays to those individuals. In the past, we have assisted several people with everything from bills to food, clothing, Christmas trees, and toys for children. Please send your Christmas Wish nominations and donations to P.O. Box 5086. 
6 Sheridan or submit them online at SheridanMedia.com as soon as possible. All wishes must be submitted in writing and must include your name and phone number. There are follow-up questions our committee will need to have answered to properly assess each wish. Wishes must be received by Friday, November 25th. Partners for this year's Christmas Wish Campaign are Atlas Chiropractic, First Federal Bank and Trust, Heartland Kubota, Advanced Auto Body, Alien Roofing and Exteriors, Wyoming Corporate Office, and Adele Construction. Wrap Plumbing and Heating can handle any job you have, big or small. From new construction to a pesky leaking toilet, the professionals at Wrap Plumbing and Heating are here to assist you. Drippy faucet? Sure. New shower hardware? No problem. Plumbing an entire new house? For sure. Logs that need snaked? Oh yeah. Wrap Plumbing and Heating has not met a job they can't handle. Too big a crap? Call Dan Rapp at 429-1196. Banner Health is better than ever for nurses. Our ability to build strong teams, foster relationships, and create a sense of home has always set us apart. Now we're making our biggest investment ever in nurses through our unique pay and benefit programs, including sign-on bonuses, relocation, tuition assistance, comprehensive benefit packages, career advancement, and loyalty bonuses. We offer our locations in Wyoming, Casper, Wheatland, Worland, and Torrington. Visit BannerHealth.com careers to learn more and apply. That's BannerHealth.com careers. We are ornamentally yours this Black Friday weekend at Nest Home and Holiday. Hi, this is Darlene. This Friday through Sunday, we are featuring our ornaments, and they will be sale priced at 15% off. Check our full-page ad in this week's Country Bounty with all of our specials. 15% off all ornaments this Black Friday weekend at Nest Home and Holiday, Window Works and More at 1815 North Main Street. Now open Sundays, noon to 4, free gift wrapping always. It's fall. Hi, Kurt Smith here for the Sheridan Commercial Company. You can't go wrong when you turn to the Sheridan Commercial Company for helpful supplies for fall projects like weather stripping, caulking, insulating, and heat taping, finishing up any exterior painting and staining projects. Make sure to check all your smoke detectors and carbon monoxide detectors, as well as checking your fire extinguishers. We're your locally owned hardware store and have been since 1892. The Sheridan Commercial Company at 303 Broadway, open seven days a week. Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse. I'm Floyd Whiting. For the second part of our show this morning, I am joined by the Executive Director of Sage Community Arts, Jill Benson. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Floyd. <laughs> now, uh, you said your November has been going pretty good. You got a show in there right now. Yeah, yeah, it's been a real good November so far. We're, uh, this is the last week of our Wyoming Waters Water Media Show, which has been so cool to see. We've had some really great sales pick up, you know, throughout this year, talking to a lot of artists in different places. Sales of art, just uh, a lot of smaller price tags have been selling. So this show was a little bit um, more modest price stuff. And so we're actually seeing some really good sales on that. Um, been really fun for a lot of artists to see some of them have been their first pieces that have sold others. They um, it's just good to see their stuff selling again. So hopefully we see some stuff through this week sell again, especially with this Christmas stroll coming up and some extended hours there. But yeah, overall it's been really good and we're really gearing up for our, our next show that'll close out the year. So you said that this is probably the first time, or well, the first time for many of of these artists uh, to to show their work. Have have you garnered more membership due to the show, or were they kind of members beforehand? 
Uh, it was a complete mix. We uh, had some members that longstanding been with us for a long time, and this others that uh, this was the first time they were members with us, first time they showed. They hit, ticked all the boxes at first, so and hopefully we get them another one of a first sale for them. But it's been really neat when we do these kind of more community calls, uh, especially even just our general turnover for our members gallery. We've been getting new members each time, and that's wow. so exciting to see because some are uh, and some are coming back who maybe have taken a hiatus for a while. They're like, you know, we're ready to get back out there, or we're changing gears and we want to up our membership. But a lot of them, new people coming into town, people who have been around the community a long time, just like realizing what we. They're understanding what they're doing, uh, how they're supporting. And Sage has really been working to figure out what else we can do to meet the needs of our non-artist members. Like, how can we educate you? Um, what else can we do to help you if you're looking to become a collector? How do we start you in on those those levels? So we're looking at expanding into more um, a more robust lecture and artist series to, to wow. be able to go into that. So hopefully next year we really get that, that going some more. I think that would be absolutely fascinating as yeah. a, as a lover of art, I can remember uh, the whole passion for mm-hmm. art came from one man. Uh, mm-hmm. He was an art teacher, Mr. Vigil mm-hmm. over in star Valley junior high. Nice. And he, for my eighth grade art class, he had a goal. He said, when you walk out of this room, I want you to be able to identify an artist just by looking at their work. And so I was, that's, that's where I really kind of learned, you know, the passion and, and the dedication that it takes for so many of these works. And so I think, I think a a lecture series on learning art appreciation Mm -hmm. would get a lot of traction. I think that's got a lot of legs. I think some folks would really appreciate yeah, I think we're very like excited that. to get that that going, and um, then we're always open to ideas of like, what do you want to hear about? What do you want us to bring in? Because we have such a robust community here, and you know, working to expand even throughout Wyoming, we can get almost anybody here. So, and I think it's I think it's a a great thing that we have new artists because as an art lover, going in and seeing you know this person's never showed before, or this this mm-hmm. piece is their first, you know, so, stuff yeah. like that is just it's great to see and it really shows you the various types and styles that people really have here Mm -hmm. just in Sheridan I mean what a lucky little city we are we're so unbelievably lucky here and it's so great to those new artists come in you'll see a new style but by seeing that new style you'll start to it just another way to to exercise the brain exercise the mind and once you see that you can go back to some of the other styles that we've seen a little more and you see them in a new light, you get a new appreciation for them. You see how oh, they were doing this with the lines. Oh, now I understand what was going on here. And I seeing this different. Now I'm understanding a next level of something. I felt like I really knew. Now I see it even deeper and to be able to offer that. And the artists say that themselves, they'll be kind of in this um, routine, real routine of what they're doing. And then yeah. they see something else. They're like, Oh, Oh, I can incorporate this now. And then they just, you see this whole new way they go, or they might keep going on, but they have this whole, they, 
they get excited just to be showing again, to be creating more. They might not overly change their style, but they're just so excited to be like, I see they're creating, I see their energy. And that's now inspiring me to keep going. And inspiration from oh, fellow artists. So much. I mean, it's, it's great to see. You got big plans for Thanksgiving this year? No, not, not too much. We're uh, going to be hanging out here. Uh, we go over to my mother-in-law's and it's just, she puts on such a great meal and I've, do the pecan pie. It's, get that done and done for another year. So that, that's, uh, that's your big specialty for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm, and a, a collection of Tupperware I bring over so we can then have the leftovers afterwards. Nice. So we've, we've, that's, that's the plan we have. Like, how do we execute bringing home the leftovers? So, And then uh, Sage will be uh, up and running for the Christmas stroll. So we'll be several of my board members will be there throughout the evening. Might have some music stop by, but... Good times, good food will be there for sure. And what a great Christmas gift, you know, an original piece of art. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that somebody can hang up and look at throughout the year. Uh, another show coming up, member pop-up show. It's going to begin December 6th and will be on exhibit until January 7th of 2023. Jill, what, what is a member pop-up show? Well, this has become... Uh, a show, we started it out last year. We had this kind of open spot at the end of the year. Said uh, selection committee, community curated show. We're like, well, what's that, what's that mean? Uh, and so what it developed into was instead of just having the members in the member gallery that's up all year round, we said there's been so much want and many of my members have put in applications to have a solo show or group show in the exhibition gallery, which is definitely biased but it is a beautiful gallery it is it's a it's beautiful such space. a cool space yeah. and so we said well let's make the member gallery both galleries so they get to take over both spaces all you have to do you do have to be a member of sage but this is our kind of our answer to our members who want to be able to show more do more with their art We're like okay we give you more space right in our beloved galleries uh we are a little more lax about the sizes. Uh, they can bring in some bigger pieces because we've seen a lot of our members starting to play with larger, different sizes. And they can bring up to three pieces instead of just two. Uh, and we do ask that they haven't been shown with Sage this year, trying to get some more of the new work or older work that they've uh, maybe been playing with the last three or four years into the gallery. Show something new and encouraging them to bring in those... Um, Christmas priced items so that uh, we can help them move their their work. Get, some, get art out into the community. Get art out in the community, exactly. And one of the really fun things we try to do with this, so our exhibition gallery, whenever we have a show in there, we have a really fun uh, artist or opening reception. And that's such a great night because it is a night that showcases the artist that's showing with this, showcases their work. We get to have more of an intimate greet and meet with them. And that's what we're trying to also replicate with the member pop-up show. The three weeks leading up to Christmas uh, on the Thursdays, that's December 8th, 15th, and 22nd. You did that from memory. That was impressive. That was impressive. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, 5.30 to 7.30 each of those nights, we're going to have an open house with the pop-up show. Again, showcasing our artists, highlighting our artists. And it's so great because they're all member artists. They'll have the tags that say exhibition artists. And again, it's that meet and greet, that intimate time and a night highlighting them, showing their art on the walls, in our spaces, um, 
getting to to answer them and say, hey, you are just as important as everyone else who has shown here, and this show is for you. How many artists uh, do you think you'll end up having in there? Uh, well, last year we had, let's see, we, uh, figuring out the years we did the, we said, we guarantee at least one of your pieces will show in the exhibition side, which became the most amazing Tetris game I've ever played. <laughs> I imagine, yeah. <laughs> and without going too crazy salon style, you could still see everything. We had 80 artists. Wow. In that gallery. Now, I imagine uh, a lot of space on those walls is going to be used. Because as of right mm-hmm. now, uh, what we have going at the current uh, water media show, mm-hmm. you can go in there and it's it's pretty spaced out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it yeah. really kind of focuses on the work itself. When we have this member pop-up show, each artist is allowed to submit, you said, three pieces. Yep. How are you going to get those on the wall? Is there is there a space or a size requirement that they have to follow? Uh, you, the largest you can go is five foot wide, including frame. Uh, we can play a lot more with height, but the width is what what gets us. But with the water media show, we were able to just do a single row, uh, nothing stacked on top of each other. But uh, one thing we found with many of our other shows, and especially last year, putting up the pop up show. A lot of pieces, they look, they kind of echo off each other if they're uh, stacked on each other. So we'll see two or three rows, depending if they're smaller or bigger. And um, that's why we, you know, we will be shut down that Saturday, December 3rd, unless there's an immediate need to get uh, some other work dropped off. But we will be closed because we take that entire weekend to lay out the show. And it's not just slapping everything up. We really want pieces that the colors echo each other the subjects echo because they just then build off each other and even though we can have up to and it's been great that a lot of our artists are also 3d artists so we probably had 20 pieces that were actually on pedestals and, oh yeah and bringing so that out the, away from like, the wall a okay bit, yeah. this is more wall space <laughs> but you know we can have up to 60 70 pieces on the wall um but we were able to see everything. We were able to, f- everything jumped out at it because we really have worked. That is the biggest goal of myself and my my team is to make sure that how they're placed on the wall accentuates it. It doesn't get hidden by uh, someone maybe who has a more ornate frame or has clearly been doing it longer. Because we have some you know newer artists wanting to show with us and their their technique might not quite be there, but it's their first piece. They're so excited to hang it. So we want to have it accentuated the right way and um, just to elevate everybody's piece. And so that's uh, that's our biggest challenge, but it's also the thing I look forward to almost the most. I, I joke that it's, that's my art medium is oh. to, to be able to curate and put up the show. <laughs> and, I, I, and, and I know I've said the same thing before. Uh, that is where you get to go in and be creative. And with m- multiple mediums, I mean, because mm-hmm. with this pop-up show, we could see just about anything. Yeah, uh, you're going to see wood, fiber, metal, all the paint, acrylic, gouache, oils, watercolors, and a mix of everything else, mixed media. So it's going to be anything you want, you're probably going to find. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you look at your, your space and then you look down at, I could only imagine, uh, the absolute 
pile yes. of <laughs> art that you've got to get up there. Yep. How how is it ever daunting, or do you just take a breath and dive right in? Uh, how involved is your team with you when it comes to this process? Uh, we are constantly chatting, constantly looking and piecing, and um, we've definitely now de- uh, developed a system. There's a certain wall, the mezzanine wall, under my office that. It's just a nice anchor point to start looking off. So we do that one first, and then it like it's once you, it's kind of with any sort of training plan or uh, project. Like once you take that first step, things really start to start to fall into place. So we get that first wall laid out, and then actually tacked up to the wall. We're like, okay, now we see the vision, and the it takes some time, but the next pieces, the next walls start to come together, and then. We are, uh, it's great, my office looks down over the gallery, and so we'll all be running up there looking down and trying to get different different levels of viewing. Uh, oh, wow. No one actually looks at it from up there, but it just gives another way of like, actually that piece, that color, because sometimes it takes the subject away and looks more at the, the shape, the textures, the colors, and like, actually those look really good together, or that's not going to work. Let's right. <laughs> shuffle that one. And so... Uh, Tell yeah. me about the, tell me about the partners who are going to be at the the pop yes. up show real fast. Uh, so. I don't have a lot of time left, <laughs> but you've got some people who are going to be there. Yeah. So another part that we wanted to do this was uh, answer again more into that sage community arts. So each week leading up to Christmas, we will have a different non arts nonprofit partner with us. So on December eighth will be NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. December 15th will be the Sheridan chapter of Combat Vets, and December 22nd will be Science Kids. And what's so exciting about this is each week, Sage's commission for sales will be split with that nonprofit. So oh, it's cool. our way to give back to uh, these partners that have, uh, that most of these will be new partners for us that we get to potentially have new projects with. And then also they're going to bring new audience to us and we're going to bring new audience to them. That's fantastic. I love how you formed these partnerships throughout the years. Um, you've been there, what, two years? Be two years. Yeah, two at the years. end of this year, I'm up on two. <laughs> and you guys, you have formed so many fantastic partnerships. One more time, tell me when this member pop-up show is going to be held at Sage. It will be open December 6th through January 7th. Pop-up or the open houses are December 8th, 15th, 22nd. Live music, food, and then an interaction with our nonprofit partners will happen each one of those weeks. That's fantastic. Jill, I want to thank you for coming in today. It's always a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. You've been listening to Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. I'm Tom Kreitler, and this is News Talk 930 KROE. stress. Even minor pain is telling you something's not right and early detection is the best path to relief. Make a call to Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas Chiropractic. 
Not only can he alleviate your pain, but also reduce physical stress and boost and maintain proper immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. I'm here today with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda and Power Sports. Tommy, hi. How do you feel about pancakes? I love pancakes. Well, then I've got good news for you. We're kicking off Black Friday with a pancake breakfast from 7 to 9, and it's only $5 a plate. Oh, that's exciting. But wait, there's more. We will have a live auction at 9.30 a.m. with Cars and Power Sports starting at only $500. It is Black Friday. But wait, Tommy, there's actually more. We partner with local businesses to give attendees a coupon book to keep your Black Friday shopping local. We'll kick off your Black Friday at Sheridan and Honda. Moss Holders Design Center knows one mattress does not fit everyone. That's why Moss Holders carries 21 different Serta mattresses. From super soft to incredibly firm, it's important you find the mattress that best fits your body and your sleep style. Moss Holders offers iComfort and iComfort hybrids, which conform to your body with high-quality memory foam, but don't sleep hot. Serta's perfect sleepers provide amazing support without breaking the budget. Moss Holders is also your source for new sheets, pillows, and adjustable bases. Moss Holders, furniture is our passion. The wish-you-could-smell-this-ad deal. Because if you could, you'd be smelling McDonald's fries right now. And they smell... like McDonald's fries. Enjoy one of our 350 bundles, like six-piece Chicken McNuggets, Hot and Spicy McChicken, or McDouble, each paired with small fries. And add in any size Coke or sweet tea. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Kick off the holiday season with Sheridan's 27th Annual Christmas Stroll, Friday, November 25th. We'll stroll all day from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Main Street and Grinnell will close from 4 to 8 for evening festivities. Visit Santa at the Y.O. Theater from 11 to 1 and 4.30 to 7.30. Look for matching button numbers and get caught shopping all day. For details, visit SheridanWyomingChamber.org. Christmas Stroll is brought to you by Visionary Broadband, Bank of the West, Century 21 BHK Realty, Sheridan Motor, and Wyo Theater. From the Wyoming Corporate Office Studio on 103.9 FM and News Talk 930. K-R-O-B.